One, two. Welcome to Rockstar It Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. You may know me from my various music projects, Museum Mouth, Game Eat, and my slight involvement with the band, Say Anything. Hello, my name is Becca. Hi, and the caps lock light on my keyboard will not go off. If you know how to <laughs> fix this, please hit me up. <laughs> okay, iconic. Um, and today we're joined by an iconic guest. Um, we're actually joined by Jeanette Wall. Jeanette Wall, how oh the God. fuck are you? Hi. I'm I'm tickled pink. I'm I'm high like the sun is. What? No, let's start over. Just kidding. This is, this is very appropriate for the yes. album we'll be talking about. I was I was trying to remember lyrics and I just I I got um I got taken and I, I got taken out of uh my train of thought by realizing that I'm finally looking at Carl's apartment or a house in real time and it's my favorite place that i've never been to oh my god i am so honored and that includes the great wall of china that includes (laughs) australia as an entire continent and it's still my favorite place that i've never been to get him on apartment therapy the shit they're posting lately is so boring Every time they post something like this past week, I'm like, this is so boring. How is yeah. this on a part, like a interior design Instagram website? <laughs> they don't hold a candle. They really, they simply do not. And I'm allowed to say that. Um, Facts. I'm that in my one rare brief moment of absurd confidence, it's like, okay, yes, my shit is better than that at least. But okay. Um, so, Jeanette, I loved your Best Coast-inspired monologue to start the bottom. <laughs> um, there's, there's no other way I'd want to be represented, to be honest. <laughs> that is a huge reveal in, um, in stating that the three of us are gathered here today on Zoom to discuss a little album called Crazy For You by Best Coast. Uh, wow, I, um... I forgot how much I enjoyed this record um, until revisiting it for the pod. I will go ahead and preface and say that much. Jeanette, what was life like for you when Crazy For You by Best Coast came out? Well, in taking notes, I <laughs> I went song by song, as one does. And I had this absurd case of deja vu, like something I had never experienced before, where I literally remember taking the exact same notes that I'm taking I was taking for this podcast for uh I think I think it was a rock history class or maybe um I just remember the professor was Theo Cataphorus I was a sophomore at in college at Syracuse and uh yeah I just you know I was I was all about boys and weed and girl <laughs> girls also but you know for the context of this record boys and um the college radio station I was like um yeah I just I was really into being like the most caricature version of a college radio DJ really throwing house shows you know, the whole I literally, I'm so familiar with that. The WKNC crowd at NC State were like 
those were like the people that like made museum mouth like a valid thing in North Carolina. So I have huge respect for that era in everyone's life. If you've done that, you are a saint to me. Um, you're were an you American programs hero. director? Yeah, you really you're you're braver than the U.S. Marines. Um, what was your title? Were you like GM? Were you music director? What was the vibe? Oh yeah, of course, yes. Um, <laughs> Just yes. <laughs> I was. Uh, I think at the time this record came out, I was music director, as, you know, one is. And then I was general manager, co-general manager with my friend Kyle Kukta for two years. And he is, as of last week, a father. So it's insane <laughs> to, like, actually have that memory. But, yeah, I I had this, um, I totally had this memory of, like, sitting in the South Campus Student Center doing my laundry, working on this paper that I was writing for Theocataphorus. It was music and gender, actually. Now I remember that class. And I, I took the exact same notes uh, 10 years ago <laughs> that I did today. So it was it was, it was a, a funny tidbit for you. Um, that is very beautiful. <laughs> this pod is like so rooted in nostalgia. I'm like addicted to you having that experience. That's the vibe. That's the, I mean, this was so like foundational for my like experience with music as a young adult. Like I just, I salute you, Bethany and Bob. <laughs> Podcasting a, a beautiful visual medium. We did a beautiful salute. Okay, Becca, what was life like for you when Crazy For You by Best Coast dropped? Um, I was a senior in high school, I think. 2010? Junior or senior. If I graduated 2011, then I could both. Whoa. Those are the loudest sirens I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I live in I live in Brooklyn, New York. I'm sorry. It's You're okay. Perfect. You're Have, you it? It. Have you heard of it? Have you heard of it? A little nowhere town called Brooklyn. Um and so with that being said, I associate this album with, you know, finally be being able to drive and um <laughs> After nines, I was finally. Say, yeah, we gotta gotta mention them every time they come up on the pod. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, that's like that's like an iconic summer though, and this is a very summer record. Like, even if you're not digesting the actual visual of the album cover or even the band name, um, this record just the vibe is incredibly summer to me. So oh, yeah, that's... it was July 2010, so it was. The summer before senior year. So that was actually a good summer. <laughs> An iconic summer, if you will. I, I literally love you just going, that was actually a good summer. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you imitate me with this southern drawl? Because <laughs> you, I think you have one. Uh, I am I crazy? Slow, I think. Crazy for I, you. I am crazy for you, Becca. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I feel like Jeanette is going to know more about the critical reception of this record than either of us. All I did was look at the Pitchfork review. I mean... Um, it was very Pitchfork. It was very... I think that was probably one of the first... I don't know if that I discovered them on Pitchfork, but it was definitely like in when I started paying attention to music blogs. So it was, it was totally... I think it was a critical smash, if I remember correctly. But... It was a lot of like, 
I feel like the narrative was very like, um, in my memory, it was all about like it. It it was like a a, a female fronted band in a very like male centric genre. This sort of like early days of burger like yeah, I was gonna say garage rock territory where it's yeah, like it, rest that's in a, literal hell. <laughs> yeah, that era of garage rock was very like it's essentially cock rock. It's like yeah. hinder but like make it music blogs. Um, exactly. So yeah. And I think sort of Best Coast was sort of like one of the and the Vivian girls, they were like the first mm-hmm. bands to kind of be these granted like very white centric, but very like hardcore female like middle finger you know catch up on the on your face kind of vibe like it was uh, yeah and it and it was something i as a you know i when i was 19 i fully identified i was like hello i will be your repeat customer thank you <laughs> subscribing for life actually yeah. we'll never be canceling Co- this college radio yeah like leather or like denim jacket from goodwill very that oh my god yes 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 i feel like this this record kind of dropped maybe in the middle towards kind of like the tail end of like a, a really cool rena like a i don't want to say like a renaissance but like a definitely like a tide sort of turning in the garage rock scene because you had this you had album by girls a little bit before that which i group in with that like hunks and his punk supremacy going yes. on vivian girls supremacy going on it's like taking like a genre of music that had been like fun but like making it more queer women friendly which is like so obviously my zhuzh like that's where i would get in (laughs) same it's like it like they opened up the pit like yes yes it was very that and i think also she was very like it doesn't matter if you don't know how to play guitar just make fucking music go fuck yourself bye it was very that which is like that's i feel like that's also like the vivian girls thing famously with the two note guitar solo and like as that band kept putting out records you like watch them all like get better at their instruments and that's just like to me that's so relatable and well i still like to this day operate that way where i'm like okay i wrote a song it's literally i played two strings the whole time and it's like two and a half minutes long to me that's a perfect song like i I still subscribe to that narrative well it's like really like foundationally like taking these really easily accessible very classic surf rock themes like i would say there's a lot of like 60s girl band kind of vibe in there like the doo-wop-y kind of song structure and i love like like she just did interesting things with not a lot but obviously bob is i think bob is so like clearly on this record like driving all the like interesting cool <laughs> things behind the scenes and then she has these really solid songs in the foreground it's like unbeatable it's truly magic the two the, these two people created magic with this record absolutely totally. undoubtedly becca totally. do you have anything you want to say about any of the reviews um Forewarning, I am going to be raining on everyone's parade. Um, <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> um, I am amazed that it has so many good reviews. Um, props to James Rettig. Oh, oh my God, James I, Rettig? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you want to say about this, James? He wrote... Um, like the 10 year anniversary review of this record for stereo gum and like he wrote so much 
on this album, which I'm just like amazed that someone could write so much about this album. I mean, if I had to assume, having not look read at, that, like look at, at my all, notes. It's <laughs> because having like having not read that in recent history, I probably read it when it came out. Um, but I. I can assume that James is, like, from the same lineage that, like, Jeanette and I are from coming at this record. I do actually know for a fact and can confirm that James is a total college radio queer. And um, (laughs) I actually have, believe it or not, I have a magnet he gave me from his college radio station on my fridge today. And, oh my god, um, cute. Yeah, I yeah, mad respect for James Reddick, uh, music journalist yeah. extraordinaire. And James uh, is an actual angel. Literally. But to to your point, Becca, I think that like I do feel like this is one of those records that it's kinda like you had to be there like to get it. <laughs> It's like fish or something. Like, it's just like (laughs) to understand its magnitude, you had to be like in denim cutoffs in like the front of the stage at Pitchfork Fest 2010. You know, that's that's just I feel like that's how you got the most out of it. I feel like we really sucked the fruit that dry. What? Is, uh, no, I like that's actually a great turn of phrase to describe the vibe of this because I definitely think that this is a record that if you didn't experience it kind of like within like a three year period of when it first dropped, it's definitely very weird to kind of absorb retroactively. Like, you know, for like a child to like get into this record in 2021, I'm like, okay. I hope, I pray to God it's as fun for you as it was for us, like, I mean, when it was a thing. I did absorb it when it came out. It's just, like, <laughs> I have never revisited it since, like, okay. college. And you're not loving it. And, like, there's a reason for that. <laughs> um, another funny thing is that on the Wikipedia, it said the album was made available for streaming on July 12th at Urban, Urban Outfitters. Outfitters. Yeah, what? Yeah, I have like a, I have like a. They used to have CDs. Urban out, didn't Urban out? They had um, samplers they gave out at the store for free. It was like the Starbucks song of the day or some shit. I feel like that was totally a thing, and you could go to I the mean, Urban Outfitters and listen to it. I think even like maybe they had just started carrying records. Why do I know so much about music retail? Help. Um, well, I mean, this was like a, I mean, A, that I feel like that is part of your job. And B, true. like, this was, I feel like we kind of like came, we were like getting into the scene when that was like a thing, when like the kind of like the insane capitalization of like indie culture was happening. So totally. that makes sense for you to be like hyper aware of that and have that knowledge. It's like, also I was me there. And, <laughs> me and Carl grew up where the closest Urban Outfitters was where like... <laughs> It was, like, three hours away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, like, truly, like, people don't get that, like, Becca and I, are, like, are from the boonies. Like, truly. Like, every time I, com- I like, successfully write a song that I feel like is, like, relevant to, like, indie rock, I'm always, like, I'm defying the odds because this was never supposed to get to me. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, y'all, I, I grew up in Greenwood, Indiana. Like, I. Okay, so you know. <laughs> I I understand. I understand. It's like the fact that I think that there are records that are not James Taylor's New Moon Shine is a, it's an act of God. 
Also, <laughs> the fact that you're involved with actually putting out records that are not James Taylor records is very it's, cool. It's cool, and it's also you know you can you can dream big, you know. <laughs> dream big, yeah. Even if it's just as big as making a, a, a slightly lower than living wage involved with indie rock. <laughs> okay i love that dance okay should we dive into the track listing yeah okay i think we did a lot of good um a lot of good preface work here okay so crazy for you opens with a song a hell of a song track one it's called boyfriend Uh, becca how do you feel about oh okay wait jeanette let's jeanette what do you think about boyfriend i think that I remember interpreting it as Bethany talking, like, kind of joking about how you, like, whenever you're, like, have a crush on someone, you're, like, falling in love with a person who doesn't exist. Like, it's like a projection of someone. And Mm -hmm. um, as someone who continues to do that to this day, or trying not to anyway, I was just, that song hit me so hard target audience (laughs) like the big like whack-a-mole hammer just like you're a millennial who has anxious attachment got you (laughs) here's a whole song about romantic projection eat it up uh sorry becky how you feel about (laughs) (laughs) becky how you feel about boyfriend um can't relate um (laughs) no i'm just like way more pessimistic and just like no one wants i I don't even try i don't even fantasize i'm just like yeah they they're in love with someone else (laughs) cool um i don't know i like it's good instrumentally there's like a cute little guitar solo that i like a lot um nasty guitar solo i believe from bob (laughs) Um, mm, Carl, what do you think? <laughs> well, I'm just gonna definitely to piggyback off of that. I think musically, the song is so good. I think the main guitar part is like hypnotic and how it just like keeps happening. And like the way that this record is produced, like the mixing on it, making it so like cutting so much of like the the high and the low and giving it like that like mid range sort of like intentional lo-fi aesthetic like that guitar part with that texture on top of it i'm like okay i could literally listen to like a 10-hour loop of this like it is heaven on earth to me um i think obviously being like a a a gay being like a potentially closeted gay when this record came out i like at this point in time i don't experience time linearly i couldn't tell you where i was in my journey when this dropped but obviously like any sort of boyfriend imagery i was like yes 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 like like the azalea banks like with the microphone the megaphone jeff like eating this shit up screaming into everyone i thought this song was i still think this song is so good i in, in revisiting this record periodically throughout my life i like Every time I turn it on and it opens with this, I'm like, oh, my God. Iconic opening. <laughs> it really is. It really, really, truly is. I think Boyfriend absolutely rocks. I agree. I will say it rocks. I actually do like this song. <laughs> Despite what it sounds like. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm really sleepy. I didn't have a nap today. <laughs> Literally. Unacceptable. <laughs> I, I got up early too to get my second shot. <laughs> so, oh my god! How'd it go? It's fine. It, it happened in a Target dressing room, which I think is funny. 
That's iconic. Um, yeah. It really is. I don't feel anything yet except tired and hungry. Okay. Well, I will just say... <laughs> I will just say, I felt great for, like, the first 12 hours after mine. So good that I went to the beach and got incredibly sunburned. So, if you feel terrible tomorrow, um, Have a psych appointment will, tomorrow. Oh, uh, I'll Uber Eats you something. Okay, Aww. track two. <laughs> track two, the title track. Actually, I just want to say that it is almost hard to recall the fact that this record is called Crazy For You because the iconic album art doesn't have that anywhere present on it. It has mm-hmm. snacks. Um, Snacks, yeah, snacks the snacks. cat. People be doing yeah. that. Bully uh, did that recently with Sugar Egg, the album they put out last year. Everyone thinks this is self-titled because it just says Bully on the cover, but it's called Sugar Egg. Sorry. I feel like in the age of like a hype sticker, when you're like doing like the promo sticker to go on the outside of the shrink wrap, it's like no one even thinks about putting your album title on the actual album. They're just like, oh put it on the sticker it's like uh, but girl you take the sticker off immediately <laughs> that's how you identify an album <laughs> yeah that you you take the sticker off immediately if you even buy the record in the age of streaming it's like no 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 but okay anyway crazy no, for I, you i i would love i i could i actually have used this as album artwork reference so many times it's like david rager who is like a total like commercial dude just happened to do like this and I think the Magic Wands record art which I also love and I just think this is like iconic packaging and I love I could talk about I should have a podcast about <laughs> record packaging because the fact <laughs> that it has the record right in front of her just the, so everyone knows <laughs> the fact that all of it like has the same general background and also they move the sun Oh, that's good. But they also incorporated Snacks the Cat and put California on his haunches. I just think that... Oh, wow. I've never noticed that. I am just noticing that. And then the the name is a map of Los Angeles, famously. Yeah, I just love this art. I think it's so... But yeah, you definitely think it's just called Best Coast. Um, I mean, I think that the art is like nailing the aesthetic for the record sonically and doing a great job yes. of like explaining where the artists themselves are coming from like you know that's you very know exactly what you're about to listen to it's like a hundred percent a plus like round of applause from the class at critique it's very good um okay crazy for you track two this has been art with <laughs> and carl <laughs> and becca Be- oh, i'm sorry i just i just i, I, I felt to- that no, I just felt that we were bogarting the conversation. No, I mean, I'm... graphic design is not my passion, so I can't <laughs> talk about it. I know when things look bad, that's it. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. The trend for like graphic design to like intentionally look bad, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be the death of me. But also that means I can famously turn in bullshit work and people are like, yeah, it's great. And I'm like... I don't know. Uh, I've never been more confused, but okay. Crazy for you. Crazy for you. I can't do anything without you. I can't do anything with you. You drive me crazy, but I love you. You make me lazy, but I love you. Yeah, the crazy lazy Ryan scheme. Yeah, she she leans into something that I feel like is a huge takeaway from this record is the crazy lazy that will famously I feel like haunt her for the rest of her career. <laughs> I mean, she went to what blew me away is that she actually went back to school for like journalism and writing. I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. like, girl, 
as someone who went to school for writing you can't come up with like more clever lyrics <laughs> please well i think that she i i will just say as like an observer i feel like she actively has moved away from this so hard where yeah. she's like very much trying to write like these songs now i wouldn't say trying to write because that sounds incredibly like shitty but like she is effectively writing songs that are so far from this so i'm like that is cool we love that yeah even and on I the next like, record it's like totally oh yeah it's way more complex like yeah the only this. place is great yeah, she. I feel like she. I feel like she got berated for with that level of criticism, just being like, "You cannot be writing songs at a first grade reading level for the rest of your life." It's that Matt and Kim um, shit. It's that Matt and Kim shit. And y'all know I, I don't like music for baby. <laughs> I would argue that she definitely. I literally corrected. have a note that says this song was written by a baby, and that's why I like it. <laughs> I seriously wait I have to show this to you I literally um I don't know how to switch the video so I'm just gonna have to do this but um I like this song because it sounds like a baby wrote it (laughs) I love that you use the actual like notes app on your computer hey that's what I do I'm not. I, I, you look like surprised. I'm not clocking you. I think it's. I. I like. I keep all woman. my notes up here. I keep all my notes up here, and that's why I get on this podcast and talk out of my ass. But um, I just. I needed wow. to be prepared. Anyways, <laughs> you're a consummate professional. We love it. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think I have strong opinions on this song. Becca, how do you feel about this song? I think the lyrical content is extremely toxic. Um, (laughs) and this is not the only song that uh, finds itself in that sort of situation um it's just like the lyrics kind of ruin it for me i do like the ooh like those with the overdrive guitar that happens after the verse Mm -hmm. but i'd call that like the hook maybe yes um generous (laughs) uh yeah i think that this is a really fun headspace to be in if like uh it's only like maybe 20 percent of your life you know like if you're like yeah like i definitely like i can relate to these feelings and like feeling this this way so specifically yes 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 but like i definitely like feel like when i am in that headspace i'm actively being like i can't always be like okay it's like i can't externalize it oh sorry (laughs) i just had a revelation that if i look at this song like it's being written by a dog it's like so much better from the point of view of a dog Not saying that it's on that level of um, intellectualism, but just that you really love dogs. Yeah, because it's like, want to kill you, but then I miss you. And like, they want to kill you because you're, you have to like put them on a diet and then like, and train (laughs) them. And they like, want to do whatever they want, like eat the couch. And you're like, no, you can't eat the couch. But then they miss you and like, I think you should write a coffee table book that is interpreting I you know, popular song as perceived by a dog. I think that's important. I think that's the discourse we need to be promoting in this culture. Oh my lord in heaven. If I could actually do that, I would. Becky, you can do anything. I'm actually gonna say something so crazy. Crazy? So crazy, something so lazy. I actually think this song rocks. (laughs) I think it rocks. I love that rolling surf drum. 
I just did it. Yes. Um, I the wipeout drums. Oh my god. So, like, I guess that my whole thing with Best Coast is even like like interacting with it as like a teen, an older teen, an elder teen. Uh, I interpreted it as knowing or like in on the joke about like, yes. which I, I do think it was intentional, but yeah, it, I, I feel that silly and dramatic, like underneath all this, that's like how I feel inside. So mm-hmm. representation for silly gooses out there. Yes. Oh my God. That is so, <laughs> that's really a beautiful statement. <laughs> You know. Becca, how do you feel about this song? I think uh, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Track three, the end. Uh, I love her cadence on that song. I, I think it also rocks. <laughs> this song is like, this song feels like, um, what is the Vivian Girl song that Oh, take it as it comes, where they do like the little yes. phone play thing. This feels like this song I exists bet. in that universe. <laughs> I love that Vivian Girl song. It's but... on the same mix CD for sure. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know how what this song sounds like. Um... Last night I went out with this guy. He was nice. Yes, <laughs> the clap. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this, yeah, totally, like, you say that we're just friends, but I want this till the end. Yes, that, and for that to, it, Genius is labeling that as, like, the pre-course, but obviously to me that's, like, with this record, I feel like it's, like, you're just looking for the hook, and to me that is, like, that's the, the hook. hook. It's so good. That's the thesis statement. This is yes. just another version of Boyfriend. That's fine. I, I I agree with you, and I think that that's perfectly fine. I think you could say that about every other song on this record. And yeah, it would be still. I just. I guess that's how much I love boyfriend. I love this whole record. <laughs> it's like I love boyfriend and all of its clones. Last night I went out with this guy. This guy, he was nice. He was nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like, oh, it's so boring. I feel like if I ha- if I came for Peter Bjorn and John for the a long time ago thing at the beginning of Objects of My Affection, then I have to uh, come for Bethany a little bit. With it's just like, okay, yes, you're just repeating the same little phrases at the end of a line, at the beginning of the next line, but like. With Peter and Bjorn and John, at least English English isn't their first language. I presume. <laughs> So and they write more intelligent lyrics. Yeah, but that's like just, not the point. It's just like so. I, to me, like, oh, you know what it was? I actually remember what I wrote this paper on. I rem- I wrote the, about this as Bethany Constantino voicing her id. Because I was in what? College. <laughs> I was gonna say that's an incredibly undergrad sentence from the ground up, but like I I am I'm I could have written that paper, I feel like. I agree. I totally wrote that paper. I think we should start a Facebook group of everyone who's written that paper. Amazing that you can remember that. I saw a painting today that I wrote a college paper on and I could I can't recall a single thing or meaning behind that painting. I just haven't changed at all in the last 10 years. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> really beautiful. I think the pre-chorus uh, or the the third verse, the why do we have to make this hard when it doesn't have to be? It's like, okay, that's one of those verses where I'm like, okay, yeah, that, you don't have to write anything else after that. Like, facts. Just, just repeat that. That's facts are facts. Yeah, facts are facts, America, Miss Monique Hart. Um, I think this song. I actually think this song rocks. Big old rocks for me. Becca's hiding behind her pop screen just so everyone knows. She's like glancing at it from behind it like Gollum. <laughs> Don't succumb to our peer pressure, Becca. Oh, yeah, I you can know. say what Y'all know I won't. <laughs> Facts. Cause no I think, pressure uh, at all. I think this song sucks. Slay mama, we love that. Uh, okay, was, track... That's valid. Yeah, You're live wrong, your truth. but it's valid. <laughs> it's your podcast, too. You're allowed to live your truth in it. I can't believe Track four is a song called Goodbye. Uh, well, I got I to gotta read a little to... Oh, my God. I oh. went on a rant about this song. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my cat okay. could talk. The best lyric ever written. <laughs> Nah, Ice Cream is gonna save the day. <laughs> it's the best lyric ever. Wait, what? What? I is said the best Ice lyric? Cream is going to save the day. It's the best lyric. Is that a line on the song? No, I'm referencing back to muscles. Oh, muscles. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love how much for a record that I truly feel like the people that listen to this podcast could not give a fuck less about. I feel like we reference the muscles app every episode of the pod. <laughs> I still haven't listened to it because I like it being this sort of like amorphous uh, <laughs> like idea that you. I, I like it to think of it as like a a band that y'all made up. Like <laughs> it feels like that sometimes in the lore uh, of the, the pod. Like that's how I envision it. The only people who have who ever like when I post about that record, the only people that ever respond are either a music journalists or like b my like own unbelievably most queer friends and i'm always like okay like i'm happy with like this occupying that space um i think this song is iconic i think that this song maybe more than any of the other songs like nails the thesis of this record am i crazy crazy for you (laughs) bethany enters the mental health conversation is what i wrote on She does, though. <laughs> Highs are high, lows are lows. Yeah. Hard identify. I did, is this the song, does this have the vid where they perform on TV? It's like an old, like, dare I say, Incubus talk shows on mute era video. Maybe it's not. What song is that for? I The only one that I can think of is uh, the Our Deal music video. What's that one like? That has every famous person ever in it. Young actor before they were renowned. Does it? Yeah, it has Shailene Woodley, Miranda (laughs) Cosgrove, Donald Glover's in it, the dude from Teen Wolf. What's her face from Arrested Development? Uh, Oh yeah, Alia Shawkat. Chloe Mortez, and it was directed by Drew Barrymore. That's that's the most 2010 thing you could do. Oh, was that like was that when Urban Outfitters was like pairing up people? Am I? I no, I think you're totally on point. That's that seems like a thing that happened. 
Okay, yeah. I remember there was, like, a time where, like, they were taking, like, big, like, movie directors and then, like, their top-selling, like, indie artists and being, like, collab. Isn't there, like, um, oh, my God, who is that man? There's a man who made music that, like, his trajectory with the critics is, like, almost, in my book, it's, like, almost infamous, where it was, like, good, 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 bad, 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 bad. What is that man's name? He's, like, lanky, white, brown hair. Oh, Jared. Jer, is it the thirty seconds from Mars guy? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like more indie rock than that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! He like is like a white man producer, Her- like kind of crooner singer guy. This is literally so crazy. I think um, Luke James Guilford. Blatt. No, he has like a name. I think Luke Guilford did a video for him. This is like such a. Name. I'm gonna have to edit this for. Hosier? No, it's more indie rock than that. I'm just kidding. It wouldn't have been Hosier. <laughs> I wasn't like looking at your face when you said that. I like definitely thought it was Ernest. Then I looked down at you and you were like little like giddy smile. I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> little troll in the chat. Hold on. I'm sorry. I what it, it's like something. It's like three words is like his project name. Peace, love, James ecstasy. Vincent McMorrow. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, the tallest man on there. earth. Live, laugh, no. love. That it's is like actually white, a good guess, though. It's He's white Swedish. boy soul. Oh my god, white this! I hate soul. that we're doing this. Wait, what I have that? a question related to this conversation. Who was the actor that Becca couldn't think of? Oh, is it Alan Rickman? It was John Malkovich. Not who, who is was... someone that I I get told all the time I look like him, and I really don't know how to take it because I'm like, he's. He looks crazy. No, I feel like you have similar he features, looked, but you don't look like him. Like he has looked old his whole life. I feel like, like That's I try so to look up a young picture of him, and Connie like Hart. nothing came. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck is this man's project's name? I like couldn't find it by googling Luke Guilford. Maybe Luke Guilford Urban Outfitters. Ockerville River. This is. No, that's like oh, that all that is cooler and age weller. Age weller. I love Will. Ben Queller. Oh, I love Ben Queller. I have a signed photo of him behind me. Oh my god. Wait, wait, wait. He's ATO. Right? What yeah. is he? RCA? You how when did you How to dress well? Oh, so gay. <laughs> how to dress well. That's who I was thinking of. I don't even remember why I brought this up now, but I just <laughs> I think he he had one of those vids. Yeah. Written and directed by Luke Guilford, produced by Urban Outfitters. Produced by Urban Outfitters. Available for streaming at Urban Outfitters. Oh, my God. I can't wait to edit that down. (laughs) (laughs) What song are Um, we on? Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Sorry. Song rocks. Dedicated to snacks. I think the song rocks. I'm going to read the rant I went on um, that I wrote down and I said so unhealthy and codependent. And yeah, sure, that's the point. But I feel like too many people hear this and romanticize it or relate to it. And I'm like, if you relate to this and you're in a relationship, you shouldn't be in that relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the truth, though. That's tea. That's like the real tea behind this. Like, again, I like famously love to feel this way like 20% of the time. But then like, obviously, I think I I think you have to kind of resort to your better judgment and be like, I need to not be like this. Yeah. Well, I yeah, think you fine. get gain perspective. I think yeah. that's like what this whole like this was like one of the first times I was learning that lesson because it was like also I think 
I mean, I saw Best Coast at Pitchfork with my first boyfriend. Like, oh my god, cute. Uh... Yeah, like, and I was in like I got us in with a press badge because I was in with my college radio station. <laughs> yeah, of course. It all leads back to that. It's uh, always back to that. Um, those formative yeah. guest list spots. Um, <laughs> God, but I'm yeah, that's that like for my memoir title. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's so true. Like that is like that's when you you learn about that. Um, I think that this song. It's also. I just want to just to comment more on like the relationship dynamic of it all. Like, and then we can absolutely move on because this is not the only song that deals with that. But it's just crazy too that this was kind of packaged and sold to us as like she's dating waves. So it's like here's this guy. We've already put him up on a pedestal. She's dating him. All these songs are like about him, maybe. And you're kind of like that. Just right. like adds more. It like speeds up the like the washing machine that you're in. Like trying to like digest all this. I was very like. I, I, yeah, they toured together. I saw them um, on a tour together, but I was not, I liked that Waves record. I liked King of the Beach, but I definitely preferred this. And I thought it was definitely like, it was more interesting. I just think Bob is an amazing musician. Like, I mean, obviously Bethany is too, no, of course, but like Bob is so fucking, so on it. Like, he's so cool. Yeah. She's, like, very much the personality of the band, but, like, without him, like, you know, turning knobs behind the scenes and, like, putting, totally. like, his final touches on stuff, it's, like, oh, it's, they make magic together. They're so, so good. Okay. I think Goodbye rocks. Same. I think, it, I think it's fine. Slay. All right. Fair. Track five. <laughs> Summer mood. Uh, I'm walking away. <laughs> this would there be the is easiest. something about the summer. Sorry. Uh, this would be the easiest album to lip sync to because you can guess what every word is going to be like before it comes up because of how simple the rhyme schemes are. You could have never listened to this album and then like heard it one time and be like, all right, I'm ready to lip sync to this. <laughs> that's so true lip sync challenge I think the sh- to- <laughs> I think that I want to see Gottmik lip sync to oh my god she can't lip Gottmik sync so it would help slay. her <laughs> I kind of think she can a little bit her, she could literally just wear exactly what she wore in the finale during the Bette Midler number and she would look like Bethany that's Bethany drag true true <laughs> the wig the wig um, the wig for sure iconic slinky surfer rock is what i have yeah i don't think i personally have a lot to say about this song i think that this is the first forgettable song to me but it is almost iconic in how little is going on like lyrically musically the chorus is good because it changes it up and it's like you get a little syncopated but there's something about the summer I really think live, I think that's what I have written next to this one, too. It's This was, like, the song live, like, especially that summer, everyone was like, this is literally happening right now. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, and I said, I think I like it better live than on the record, LOL, okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Checking your own perspective. I think this song is fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Live, it rocks. Slay, slay, slay. All right, six, our deal. So this is the song with the crazy vid? 
correct. Yeah. I, I think I knew that this had a crazy, like, epic, quote-unquote, like epic a music video. short film. Is it, like, West Side Story vibes? Well, there's, oh, like, okay. two gangs. Yeah, it's coming. I've never it's all seen West Side Story, today. but rumor has it there's, like, two gangs, <laughs> I think. That sounds right, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, and doesn't someone die at the end? Of West Side Story? No, of the music video. I didn't get through it because it's 10 it's minutes long. long. I, yes, I've I seen that. It's all coming back to me now, yeah. Baby, baby, baby. I'm sorry, <laughs> if you John say it, it's all too. coming back to me, you have to help out Celine Dion. I don't think I have to do that. <laughs> well, I just did it for you, bitch. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yes, 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 yes. We will not get arrested on the podcast. Um, okay, I'm... What am I... What am I... Okay, our someone... Deal. Becca. Yeah, Becca, talk to me about our deal. Me, empty, crazy, anything. Um. <laughs> uh, I wish you could tell me how you really feel, but you never tell me because that's not our deal, bruh. Um... I don't know. I think the song is really boring. The outro makes it a little better, but like I still think it sucks. <laughs> I I think this is my favorite song on the record. <laughs> Hell yes! Uh, talk to me, Jeanette. Becca, I I I feel like I can make. I I I appreciate knowing this because I feel like now I can make you a mix that you would like, based I off hate- knowing you don't like this. <laughs> I love this song and I totally stole this. I stole this. So another piece of band practice, or sorry, another piece of Best Coast for me, it was such an impetus to me start my own for me starting my own band. And I feel like I totally stole like that's not our deal. That's not our deal. I totally yeah. stole that for band practice songs. Like, yeah, it was just like, and my my friend Ben and I would go see them a lot together, and he would he played music with me um, as band practice. What was your band called? What was your band called? It was called Band Practice. Okay, I love that. Iconic, yeah, <laughs> iconic band name. James Reddick premiered a track on StereoGum.com. Did he put a little clause in about how he was friends with you? Because the last I, time he wrote about me on StereoGum, he did a clause like that. I don't. I think it was before we were friends. I think we became really oh, okay. close. But yeah, he's done that to me before. Okay. I feel like. Because <laughs> also, journalistically sound, bitch. Cool. Yeah, I, totally, 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 totally. Uh-huh. I love that, though. I think that focusing on definitely just on the outro alone, that's like such an easy way to kind of create your own individual call and response, which is something that I feel like an audience will always go apeshit for. Like, Doesn't she do the same exact thing for another? It's happy, right? I'm happy. I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> same exact thing on the same album. She just. She I mean, has that's like a, so surf rock that all surf rock yeah. records do that. They all just like do, like or even like older, like the Ink Spots. Like the, I think that I was listening to the Ink Spots a lot around this time too for like a music history class, and it was totally like you just say the same fucking thing over and over. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like. Iconic. I feel like there are artists in this genre that like literally will write one verse in a three verse song and just keep repeating that same verse over and over again. And that's like, that's like taking it to a different extreme. So like with this, at least I feel like there's, there's very, the songs at least go from point A to point B. 
For sure. But I think that this is when you I feel like there was a whole era of kid that the second verse when you leave um, you take away everything you take all my money you take all my weed they like have, like focused in on that and like made that their entire brand <laughs> Jen, Jeanette points to herself <laughs> love that but that's like a cute fun thing I wonder like if the version of that now is like when you leave um you take away everything you take all my money you take all my zans or something <laughs> I don't know do you take all my animal crossing Wind flowers. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of different versions of that now, but wow. I kind of think this song rocks, actually. I think the sleigh bells make it rock. Yes. I think it sucks. <laughs> Hell yes. Okay, track seven. I want to. Another song I ripped off for band practice. <laughs> it takes a huge sip of water. <laughs> Um, I need to listen to like one second of the song because musically I can't recall it at this very moment. I feel like it's waltzy almost. Is it? Oh my god! Is there a waltzy moment on this record? I said waltz? <laughs> I- question mark IDK. I suck at music, which is why I love Best Coast. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect sentence. Um, <laughs> I wrote the lyrics to my own song, not the song. i love that um i think that this song takes the syncopated thing that we were talking about liking in um the summer moon song and just makes it into its own song which in a way like to be so separate like so self-referential and to be so on brand is honestly commendable so i don't know i think i could literally find the silver lining in every song on this record because like this was such a moment it was so fun and it was just cool to hear like a blog rock artist referencing a genre of music that like, you know, a blog rock artist hadn't been referencing. So. Totally. I said, I also said, I think it's the, uh, I think this one is my least favorite track until they speed it up. And then, Oh, at the very end. That was another one live. To go back to, yes. Oh my God. Everyone would go fucking crazy when it was like, they would speed up and like Bob would like sh- go shred in the front. And it was... The guitar goes completely vertical. Yes. yes. Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's cool. I think this song is really fun. Uh, um, I would say that I'd probably just give it a fine. I'd say it's probably just fine, but the ending is very good. So I'm going to say it rocks. Becca. (laughs) (laughs) Speak on it, Becca. (laughs) Yeah, Becca, go off, queen. In my notes, my bullet points, one by one, say Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but, like, it's just the most You don't have to be sorry. It's just, like, so, like, this... Like, oh, okay, it's not like every song, but like this record as a whole to me is just like so mindless and there's nothing really interesting there for me. Um, Like in comparison to a record such as King of the Beach, there's just like so much more interesting shit going on. Whereas here, it's just like everything sounds the same and all the lyrics and vocal melodies sound the same. For sure. Yeah. I feel like there's like I still love it. <laughs> yes. Honestly, same. Um, I feel like there's like definitely a big audience for like people that 
like love a record like this that kind of hits like one note and kind of just explores like the depths of that one note which is like really cool i'm not saying this record's one note in a bad way i'm just saying like you know it's it does all the songs are kind of mixed and produced a very similar way they're all similar enough especially in comparison to a record like king of the beach where like again some of the drums sound like pots and pans some of the drums sound like they're in outer space like and that's just looking at the drums alone so yeah i don't know and to compare and contrast them like specifically is like a little cursed but like also like fair because they're from the same era and they're from well like even comparing this like best coast to the other bands you mentioned of like the same genre era like I will stand Vivian Girls all day, every day. Like I've loved Vivian Girls from the beginning, just yeah. because like their sound is more interesting to me, and they That's like very fair. Yeah, they do like interesting shit. Whereas I don't know the the love for this record, I guess, is lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's more than enough to go around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't I just I think it really is like it's like it's like okay like when I was 13 and I watched Garden State I thought it was the best movie ever made <laughs> like and I, and I do think that the the crazy for you has way more artistic merits than Garden State um like, it's on Hulu Garden now State is- Oh wow! Yeah, um, Garden State's a famously a mess. Popped up on Garden my screen. Garden State is famously pro- problematic. Uh, Dude, so crazy down. problematic. But crazy. like Peter Sarsgaard, Sarsgaard, like go off, King. Um, oh my God! You know we reviewed that on the pod, the soundtrack. I do. Yes, I because okay. I think that was one the one of the reasons. I think maybe that was the episode that I replied to you, and I was like, I should be on your podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should invite that. myself on your podcast. <laughs> I mean, look at us now. Demi, to be fair, from the inception of the pod, you were on the short list, so I'm I'm happy that this finally happened. Oh my so God, I, we manifested it. It's so so true. <laughs> um, I I did I already say I think the song. Yeah, I said the song was fine, and then I think it rocks because the end. What song are we on? Oh, that was I want to track. I seven. want to. Okay, yeah, it sucks. Okay, track eight. <laughs> When the sun don't shine. Uh, I like this song because it sounds like a baby wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> this is there the baby song. <laughs> oh, I think that this is like the first. I, I'm going to say something crazy. I think this is the first time on this record where like the, you know, the core paints that we're painting with that Miss Bethany and Bob are painting with here this is the first time where it feels like okay, I'm looking at the same painting twice. Like, it's like everything is kind of distilled down yeah. to a point where I'm like, okay, I actually might be getting a little fatigued on this. Just she rhymes you with you the entire song. Yes, she does. The Candy Muse effect. And then at the very end, she rhymes shine and mine. Just to, you know, change it up a little bit. Is Best Coast the Candy Muse of indie rock? <laughs> Is Candy Muse the best ghost of drag? <laughs> <laughs> I love Miss Muse. Oh my god. I literally I saw I spoiler. Hung. This is 
Yeah. Oh my God. So, so iconic. I saw a spoiler like probably two, three days before the finale that revealed that she won the first lip sync and got to top two. And I literally, my, my body was just shaking. I like texted Nick and I was like, Nick, I just saw a spoiler that my whole body is like vibrating. I like can't, I don't even know what to do with this. I was not okay when that happened. I was not. I mean, I wanted to see Simone and Gottmik go for it. But then I realized Gottmik isn't like, it was better this way. And Rosé's ankle, whatever. I mean, I don't even care about... I love Rosé. I think she's a great performer. Don't care about that. I was just like... (laughs) I only care care about Simone. (laughs) The three... Yeah, the three days where I was like, okay, I love, love, love Simone. But like, I didn't think in any world there could be like a Candy Muse victory. I was like, those two days... Y'all continue. Going crazy. Okay, bye. Bye. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel bad. bad. I feel bad for how much I love this record. Don't literally don't. It's it's a very great record. It's very fun. I also love this record. It is my favorite Best Coast release, um, and I that's saying a lot because I also like a lot of the other records. I just feel like they did it. Like they did it perfect. This was like for what it was. This was like. The band could have just been this album and it would have still been iconic. Like, I'm good for them for continuing on and being like, yo, we actually can write songs that are not like you, 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 you. But like, it, it yeah. yeah. You have to admit, when I did do that, it was iconic. <laughs> I like, I mean, just kind line? of like in reference to the staying power of this record, like, you know, it came out in 2010. I worked in a record store for a year and a half, 2016, 2017. We basically had to order this record every time we ordered new like anytime we were ordering new vinyl because it would just sell always yeah it was crazy it i mean i think it's like we like the town that i like live in like it worked really well for us because it was like a beach town and like no one kind of produced like a beach record like a uh like you know kind of like a not to be like this but like like a white girl indie rock beach record better than this so like i am literally i am a human walking white girl indie rock beach record i like literally like i'm the palest most sunburnt little fucking matilda at the at the cabana like it's un you're perfect it's unmatched it's crazy okay i think when the sun don't shine i think this this song is fine i think the song is fine see it's y'all you'll yeah <laughs> I think it sucks. Hell yes. Okay, track nine. Track nine, Braddy B. I want to just say that I feel I I'm gonna preemptively just say that I think this song sucks, even though I will go on to praise it, just because it has like enabled a specific type of of gay man that is so annoying. The white gay man that is obsessed with like labeling themselves as bratty. I'm like. Oh my God, this is the worst adjective you could ever possibly want to like become synonymous with yourself. That it drives me crazy. But okay, because now <laughs> you're like making me read it differently. That it's like a bratty bottom. Whenever I always <laughs> thought it was just bratty Bethany. I mean, yeah, I think it definitely was probably originally bratty Bethany, but like it has turned into this whole other thing now through time and space. Bratty Bethany is so bratty. <laughs> how bratty is she <laughs> i love how on the genius page it's like intro bethany cosentino verse 
Bethany Constantine. Like, <laughs> each thing <laughs> specifies that she's singing, even though we this never like- hear Bob sing. <laughs> <laughs> this fucked me up about the Peter Bjorn and John thing, like the last step, because on one of the songs, because like, obviously, famously, there's a duet on that record, and I was waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it, and the song right before it, it would do this, but at the beginning of every verse and chorus, it would say Peter Bjorn and John, and be like, okay, like, who else would it be? <laughs> How will we know for the back yeah. and forth? Rude. Insane. Peter yeah. and P- John Erasure. <laughs> yeah, I. that's why I gave, I delivered Bjorn Erasure on that app because of that, but. Okay, Becca, what do you want to say about this song? Oh, no, I was just, this is, like, the most diverse lyrical content we get on this it's record. It's her stream of consciousness song. <laughs> it really is. Um, bratty B. That's what she I She sounds really bratty. I mean, yeah, I feel like I don't famously... Get- Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. You can be brattier than this. I have been brattier than I'm brattier than this three days a week, but I'm brattier than this right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't understand the whole like thing you described where there's like gays that wanna use bratty as like their adjective and like Becca, how many cis gay men do you follow online that are constantly tweeting nonstop, day in and day out, like it is actually their job? I don't have Twitter. There you go. <laughs> um, I don't know. It reminds me of that Air uh, uh, and the Fern song where she's like, um, she's like, uh, what if I get going, I can do it. Um that's an underrated band is that on the list i feel like it's not oh wait you guys i would need to be on that episode again (laughs) i'm so sorry but i went and saw them at the at the uh indianapolis museum of art every friday for a summer when they were doing a residency um i am obsessed with the air and the ferns like wow i'm thinking of the song emo phillips Oh my god, I love that song. song. (laughs) And she goes on, hold on, I'm getting there. Wait, I want to use this podcast as my platform to say, Aaron the Ferns, I will sign you to City Sling if you get back together. (laughs) And I don't say that often. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm a dick. We'll definitely be using that when we start posting about this app. Dirty catty catty, why did our team jiggles here? So, so, why you gotta yeah. be so snotty, hateful? Britney, we don't want you at our party. That song is so good. When like the drums come in there at the end and they like do the cut timey thing, yeah, that shit is very good. I thought they would say bratty something, but they say bully Britney. And now I've got sirens. Can y'all hear that? I had sirens earlier. Look at us. <laughs> wow, big day for sirens across Go America. Off. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this song is fine. I think I probably loved this song a lot at one point in time, but just I can't. I can't. That adjective drives me up a wall now. I can't handle. Fair. I think it rocks. I love the guitar tone. I love hand claps. So I love Best Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Becca, how do you feel about Braddy B? Now I forget what it sounds like after listening to Emo Phillips. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's uh, it's fine. <laughs> no, it sucks. <laughs> Slay. Okay, track ten. 
Honey, honey. This song is crazy. <laughs> it's like her horror pop song. I literally wrote Carl Kuhn, get out of my head. I, <laughs> I literally wrote, imagine this lip sync for your life if it was Reagan from The Exorcist and Freddy Krueger. And then I put in parentheses, or Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Famous honey advocate, Winnie the Pooh. Okay, literally, I love that imagery. That's so gorgeous. Um, I feel like we could get Crystal Method doing looks in all three of those. Especially Winnie the Pooh. Lip singing against herself. Um, I I actually, I personally, I'm just going to go first. I'm going to say I like this spooky ass song. I I do like... Um, I mean, it is the darkest sounding song. It's like ominous. Um, and I do like the vocal melody where she goes, I couldn't tell you just how much I loved you. Yes. But now that you're all mine, I'll tell you all the time. Um, that's, that's good. Um. And like, <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. The, uh, and like, there's just like the uh, the little drum build up there with the vocal melody. It like finally feels like a little different than the other content on this album. I'm done. All right, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wrote. I want to be with you every week. Relatable, like you know, just like once a week. every day someone you just want to see like once a week like yeah Yeah, every thursday maybe yeah i like that um i think the song is cool i this song didn't get a vid but i feel like it should have that would have been cool yeah i feel like it's personally i can visualize stuff with this song better yeah this one's a cool one i bet they were probably excited to work on this one in the studio i can only assume I think the song absolutely rocks. It rocks. It's fine. Hell yes. I feel rock like that might roll. have been the closest we, we get to it. Or rocks from Beckham Baby. No, I said boyfriend rocks. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Track 11. Happy. Yeah, there's blood on the wall, but I'm happy. Girl, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> the opening sounds like the uh, opening to Dance Dance. And I used to put them on mixes together. <laughs> That fucking rocks ass. (laughs) Yeah, my name's on the wall. Yeah, your name's on the wall. What is this? Is this like, am I, is there like a piece of culture that I should know about in trying to analyze the song lyrically? No. This song is kind of scary. I know Honey was the musically scary song, but lyrically. real spooky. Yeah. This could, she says, like, you make me happy so much and then it ends with no and like i just see someone being like obsessed like they have a shrine on their wall and they're like and then they kill them their idol because their blood is on the wall 
and their name is on the wall, but they become so obsessed that they kill them. Sorry, this all the, I watch is Law & Order SVU music. these days. I love this music video. <laughs> this is this. Drew Bar- Where's Drew Barrymore on this vid? Come on. Amen. She could do that. When I wake I up, think you're that- so cranky. When I wake you up, you're so cranky. Yeah, this shit is fucking... This is like... This starts scary and just gets scary. Yeah, because guess what? She's holding him hostage. So it's like... Well, sometimes he's gone. And that's when she listens to her favorite song. But that's because she drugged him. Oh my god, Becca. Literally, Becca. law and order SBU. Let's go say, Elliot you know Stabler you're... over here. What are you doing? Oh, I was going to say, what are you doing with that Vaseline? I'm at the seasons. I'm at the seasons without Elliot at this point, but the new guy they bring on is like so, so fine. cute and hot at the yeah, same I like time. Him. Doesn't he shoot a kid though? Not a kid. Okay. Uh, well, at least I like <laughs> haven't gotten there. If he does, he's he's shot one guy, but it was like a okay. grown man who was about to kill someone. Well, that's good, I guess. <laughs> it's all fiction. Um, Avi, not real life. I'm, I'm ACAB, honestly. <laughs> yeah. ACAB, yeah, even if it's fucking Law and Order. Sorry. Um, uh, wow, that was a fun. I literally felt like a fly on the wall for that, and that is a great feeling. Um, does anyone, Jeanette? How do you feel about this song? Happy. Yeah, about happy. No, she's saying. They're saying they're happy. They feel happy. Oh, dude, what does mine say? Sweet. Um, you know, convincing yourself you're happy even when everything's falling apart and you're a crazy person. Again, I relate. Um, but yeah, externalizing that is, it makes you realize how stupid it is. <laughs> but that's why I think this yeah. record's so good. It's so self-effacing. And yeah, that's why I can appreciate that. I totally agree. I feel like, like at my most lovesick, this is the headspace I stay in, and it is like really crazy. And I have to truly remind myself: it's like, wait, you need to go do things that get you paid. You need to pay your bills. You um have pets. You have to take care of. Even you know, it's it's a it's a whole vibe. Yeah, I think this song, for as terrifying as it is, it's kind of cool. I think it rocks. I think it rocks. Mm, I really like the story I came up with that goes along with the song. <laughs> Me too. Um, and with that story in mind, I think it's fine. Great. Slay. All right. Track 12, Each and Every Day. Okay. This song is a big relate for me in my last relationship, LOL. <laughs> okay. Speak on that if you want to. Um... I just read the lyrics minus the like <laughs> she mentions like back when she was 17 or some shit which like Avi I don't relate to that but like just you know unrequited love and um still wanting to stay in a relationship even though they will never fall in love with you um and one day maybe I will find a man who i could really love but it's all about if only i could convince you to feel the same way with okay those those lyrics are <laughs> fucked up cuts to the those floor. lyrics are 
Yeah, they like with a big sword. Yeah, and it it's very it's another kind of spooky. It's like spooky in that it's like sounds like stepbirdy or like pleasant. That outro. Yeah, the outro that. part is so Pleasantville vibes where it's just like the like the heel turn too of just kind of being like, okay, this has been manic and crazy and I'm like sad and now suddenly I'm like feeling great, feeling like there's no problems. I'm like <gasps> it's very Yeah. She nailed they nailed this. Yeah. And totally like I feel like we were all around the age where the, like at I mean, totally relate to it in terms of the last person I think the last person I dated, um, just like they're like you can't make so it's like it's it's I, honestly I think each and every day is Bethany's. I can't make you love me. That's how I that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I think that is a great lens to to view it and absorb it through. It's I love this song, and it it also it definitely like you said it benefits from the reprise and the sleigh bells and very that. I think this song, um, I we're approaching the end of this record, and I'm going to say something insane about probably the next two songs. I think this song fucks. I knew you I were going to say think, that. <laughs> I think it also fucks. Okay, okay. Um, I will say it rocks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She's taking a stand. That? She's taking a stand. She thinks it rocks. All right. Track 13, the closing track. We've reached the end of the album. Yeah, technically bonus track. Because this was, am I like in, I definitely did not get into this band with the singles. This was one of the singles that could maybe before the record ever came out. It was on a seven inch that um, not, I want to say hardly art. Or not hardly art. Like a different label that wasn't Mexican Summer put out two seven inches i think i own both of them but um (laughs) uh this was very also like early record store day culture like as record store day the company not like whatever anyway um yes this was the second it was the second seven inch that they released it was like the second single and i think it is the perfect ending to this record i also think it fucks yeah this song absolutely fucks this song I definitely get, like, why the hype was so strong leading up to this record if, like, you know, a 7-inch had come out on another label with this song on it because it's just, like, oh, my God. This is, like, such a distillation of, like, the culture at the time. Like, you just couldn't have written a better song at this era in indie rock. Great video, too. (laughs) Great video. Becca, you look like you have been through a storm. (laughs) Is everything okay? No, I just did this. Just parting the bangs. This is the best song on this album. Uh, even though we get another like lazy, crazy rhyme scheme. Jesus Christ. Um, and it like starts out slow and then like it hypes you up and like I'm I'm here for that vibe. I feel like I'm gonna go out on a really insane limb here and say like, you know, if this was on a seven inch like preceding the record, I feel like the success of a song like this, like people latching onto this song in any sort of capacity, like would would make me as like a songwriter be like, okay, like even if you're not intentionally like occupying this headspace, you almost kind of like try to recreate that, which I mean, yeah. maybe that c- could have been like the blueprint for a lot of the crazy lazy we see on the rest of the record, but also like, um, 
oh my god hold on now my brain is like fried in what i was trying to say about this um mm, give me one sec <laughs> there is yeah. a song from gilmore girls that uh can sum up this album and it's called crazy lazy hazy days of summer <laughs> i'm sure she like i'm sure this band exists because she like i'm sure they played that before they have to <laughs> she definitely has at least watched gilmore girls at the very very least that's like her brand i mean that's the thing also i think this band was like wait sorry what were you gonna say carl oh i don't know i can't remember so keep going <laughs> well no i just feel like this was like one of the first bands I can remember as a music consumer, uh, as a kid, like being like, I want to buy this whole thing. Like, where can I buy this like whole vibe? Like, I want to. She didn't. She she went into like even designing clothes for like a second right after this, right? Totally. Well, it was very brand oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wrote for yeah. a fashion column for that. The fader, yes. I want to say. See, that's like that. This I remember talking to my friend Emily like about this, like when this was like a thing, and just being like, these artists that like essentially like have like such a strong brand that like truly like transcends like just the music, like it becomes like a lifestyle thing. I feel like you don't really see that much anymore, but like at that time, that was like the T. Like you had like Bethany doing that, and like obviously like um fucking Nathan was like right in her back pocket doing like a similar thing with like just the guys version of like the Pax on aesthetic. You had like Odd Future Boys doing all that shit. Like it was like that oh, yeah. was like how music was marketed back and in this era. Even Bob, I think made. Wow, I'm gonna say something. Never mind. I don't know if it. No, no, no. Say, say, I have, say. I have this memory of Bob making guitar pedals, but I could that could be totally miss. I could that be, sounds very like, misattributing this memory but yeah it was just like such a brand like it was a whole like she really did get I think like a few artists like you're totally on point like I would say and I think this is like one of my favorite records but like golden hour gives me the same kind of like this whole existence like she's embodying in sonically lyrically aesthetically she is embodying a vibe and i think the, that's the candles the candles of it all yeah the fucking slow burn candle of it all the person i'm seeing <laughs> has that and we light it when we make out <laughs> is she is she also boy smells i feel like uh, or is that like is it like is that a brand and she's like partnered with them to make the candles i feel like all i ever see in here is I, like gays talking about boy smells I f- it seems correct. That seems okay. like something that would happen. It's all the same universe. I'm not spending forty dollars on a candle. Sorry. It's the extended candle universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're totally right. Like it is. It's a branding thing, and I feel like you know if you're jumping from like maybe a smaller label to a bigger label on like the the back of a song like this. Like I just feel like I just also feel like I can't imagine that like maybe i could be totally speaking on my ass but like i'm the kind of songwriter that it's like i don't sit down to like write an album i just like periodically write songs as i'm like experiencing life and then when i have enough of them that i think kind of occupy the same headspace i'm like i'm gonna make a record yeah. bethany in like especially with a record like this it feels like she could easily be like that person that's like okay next week next two weeks i'm gonna write my record and yeah. she sits down and like writes a bunch of songs that kind of you know all all come from the same exact like time and place like in like a very short amount of time so 
I just feel like this this song being like a bonus track, also maybe closing track, however you want to view it. It's like it just makes it explains the whole album, it explains the twelve songs that came right before it. So totally. I think it's cool. How did she yeah. like write all these songs and not stop and go, wait, have I already written this? I mean, maybe she didn't feel like she, maybe she knew that they were all similar and she was fine with it. I mean, they just, they occupy such a similar space that it's like, I, I can't, I can't imagine her not knowing that they're all super similar, but I also can't imagine her like not, not knowing, like, you know. Am I, did I just say that even correctly? It just feels like she, again, what Jeanette said earlier, you're so right. I feel like she's like in on the joke. There's like a self-awareness here that is like so, it's like tongue in cheek. And that that's how I view it. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely how I like approached it as a hardcore fan. <laughs> <laughs> as a little coaster. <laughs> oh my God. I was, a coaster, I had, I, I there's a photo I have a, uh, I have a photo of the first, I think it was the first pressing of the the beer koozies that they made with uh, this album art on it. That was like a total oh. thing. Like everyone had those that summer. Um, <laughs> me and 20 other fucking nerds. Um, <laughs> I love that you stand to this record. I love that this was like, that this was such a moment for you. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't listen to, I, I mean, I listen to some of, I've listened to their records since, but this is like, to me, like, this is Best Coast. It's kind of like, it's with the Beatles of Best Coast. To like, to be an artist that like has a record that like hits a, like a target audience so hard, it just like, that has to be like the coolest feeling in the world to like, to like, I feel like at that age, like to have the record that hits like that age group, like so hard is just like. I, I'm phrasing this literally horribly. It could not be less eloquent, but like it just truly like that has to just feel amazing. I'm sure it's a blessing and a curse, like literally any other form of success, but like it, I feel like Bethany, she's obviously proud and she's done a lot of cool stuff, but like I just, I'm proud for her. <laughs> yeah, she, they were, it was, it was just smart. Like everything was, but it was easy too. Easy. What, are, wait, oh, I was, thinking of crazy never mind um <laughs> the adjectives yeah i'm just reading through my other notes i just have like the three shows <laughs> rebelling against the societal determinants of success <laughs> stoner introduced me to stoner i didn't smoke weed before i started listening to besco seriously besco's was my gateway drug like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we wouldn't even have you on the Zoom call right now if it wasn't for Best Coast. I Maybe. probably not. I would not have been a <laughs> I would have not gotten into indie rock in the same way. I really feel that way. So thanks, That's Mexican so cool. Summer. I'm trying to think of what else is coming out on Mexican Summer around then. Um, They're like a label that I like forget exists until you talk about like the kind of heyday indie rock acts that like came out on it. And then also, um, obviously, they're back in the news because of um, Ariel Pink. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's I mean, he should have been dropped from every label years ago, but that's neither here nor there. So many, yeah, I mean, I think also, like, I don't know how to describe what I'm about to say, but <laughs> I feel like 
Like, Best Coast was the least gross. I mean, besides Vivian. Uh, Vivian girls are, like, because I also learned about them, I think, the year after. Like, I learned about them after this. Or maybe I learned about them at Pitchfork Fest, which I went to because of Best Coast, probably. But I feel like they were just, she was just such, it was so accessible. It was so, nothing about it was, like, like, obviously, she's, it's, like, all, like, Becca, to your point, like, if this is how you are approaching the world, you you are in need of help. Um, <laughs> but I just feel like like everyone else around, like the waves, the fucking all the other like that, all the other burger shit, like that just turned me off. Except until I got to like like goner, and I think that like because wasn't hunks and his punks goner and no bunny. There was like a sec. I can't remember. Yeah, there was like I can't remember either. I think I know famously Hunks did a lot with Burger, but like I definitely Gunner did like the J retard stuff, which to me is like a little more palatable than some of the other stuff. Oh yeah, and that was like the weirder shit. Like yeah, it was definitely more like queer. It was it wasn't just, it was just like Best Coast was just refreshing because it was just like a bunch of fucking dudes and like she showed yeah. up and was like. I don't even give a shit that you all say I can't play music. Like, I'm just going to fucking rock out with my babysitter. Also, crucial point, the whole thing, story behind this band was that Bob, I I don't even remember if this is actually true or if this is just what people said, but Bob was Bethany's babysitter and that's how they knew each other. (laughs) And they just like stayed friends. I did not know that. And I'm addicted to that. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, I think that was totally a thing. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> it was, it was iconic. Um, yeah, I, I went and saw them at the Paradise in Boston with, I road tripped with a bunch of friends to see them. Oh, cute. Uh, um, from Indiana or from No, it's from Syracuse. And, okay. uh, my friend Ben, who played, who like helped me record my first record, went with me. And we were like, he's, it was just, Ben was like, I just like shout outs to Ben Bondi, who now makes like fucking cool experimental music and everyone like is in love with him for that. And I'm like, actually, he used to just play surf rock with all of his lame college friends. And with um, me. That's (laughs) kind of the opposite trajectory because I listened to some of Bethany's old project band that was Polka Haunted. And it's like really experimental noise shit. And I was like, I'm more into this. <laughs> For sure. I, I feel like that's like the gram of it all. Like, I feel like that's like a gram quality that's <sighs> boiling up in you, in your blood over time. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. I'm not as helpless as Graham. I know that for sure. <laughs> helpless. <laughs> Amazing adjective to describe Graham. <laughs> oh my God. I, Oh yeah, I just I I I don't think I even I don't think we even gave final verdicts on this last right. song. Obviously, the song fucks. fucks. It rocks for me. It rocks. <laughs> okay, and I feel like we just did essentially kind of like the 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 shopkeeping you would do at the end of the app to just kind of air your grievances or say anything Confession. else you want <laughs> to say. Jeanette, I know you said you had three stories. What did you get all your stories out, or is there one left or anything you want to say? Um, uh, I, well, 
I could say the Westcott, because there was the last, I think one of the last times I saw them in that, I saw them the next year, and like, I feel like it was, I actually have the show poster, hold on, I can tell you exactly when it was. Oh, we get, oh, that's right, we have digital assets that go along with this. If you this know it, bitch. Gap. Okay, I saw uh, at, at the Westcott on Friday, September 9th, 2011, uh, Animal Pants and Sarah Almond, who I think still works at Jingle Punks, opened for Best Coast. And, uh, oh, yeah, it was all ages show. Uh, $12 advance tickets. I was on the list with the radio station and took photos. Obvi. Um, Hell yes. I got there. I think I was pre-gaming because I wasn't 21 yet. So I like got drunk before. And I... Ended up like hanging out with this guy Spike. Spike. Uh, <laughs> Character <that> name. <laughs> literally, yeah, he was in my my like same like the program I was in, and the first time that so- like a guy was like into me, and I like just legit didn't pick up on it at all. <laughs> like y'all, we got into my my twin size bed in my apartment. And I still didn't think that that anything was going on. I really didn't. It was. It's so funny. And uh, and then we made out. Um, oh, Jeanette, I love this. I hired him to be a tour manager for a tour. Ammo and the Sniffers. I did, or I I didn't hire him, but I connected him. Um, so I haven't seen him since mm. then. But I was like so. And this is like totally an album that I was like. This is like how I feel about Spike. Cute. I love that. I love, I literally just love you having feelings for someone named Spike. That is iconic and legendary. Literally the same semester I wrote a paper on Buffy. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm. (laughs) I'm literally a parody of myself. (laughs) I, Jeanette, every day I learn more and more that I'm a parody of myself as well. So it's. (laughs) (laughs) She did, this album did this to us. <laughs> Fanning yourself with the sleeve and the fucking cover—that is so funny. Is it black vinyl? Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's pretty chill. It's got the classic Mexican summer logo on it, which I gotta respect because that's gotta be like Bethany being like, "I want this to look like, like tow- like or not Tower Records, but like, you know." Daptone Records or whatever the fuck, like yeah. referencing like that '60s girl group vibe. I love um, that kind of shit. Me too. I'm such a fucking. I am like seriously. I like if you put in like t- one tiny Easter egg, I'm like, this is my favorite thing ever. Like, yeah. It's, it's funny to me that like obviously you work behind the scenes now in music stuff so you like know about those conversations but it's like funny to me when an artist like doesn't have an opinion on that kind of thing where they're just kind of like oh yeah like do whatever I don't care what you do for art I'm like are you kidding <laughs> like I'm gonna do all my own album art actually and if I if I'm not gonna do it then the budget needs to be really high and I want someone I love and revere and have for yeah. years to do it yeah interesting but this okay we have to i want to do a podcast about album art now i'm so down i literally am so down i think that'd be so fun becca what's your favorite album art oh god um the first one that comes to mind is the walkman that one album that is really pretty 
<laughs> I feel like they have a lot of good album arts. I was going to say, the one with the New Year on it, I, those people like drinking or something. There's like people talking or something. Like, oh, there's nothing like identifiable. You and me, you and I. Um, yes. I bought the physical copy and I just remember being like, this is the prettiest album cover I've ever seen. Are you talking about Lisbon? You and Me is the one with the, t- the people drinking on it. I fucking, that's my favorite Walkman record, obviously next to Bows and Arrows because I got into them with that record. Lisbon is amazing. Heaven, the last one. Oh my God. Lisbon, yeah, Lisbon. Oh, there is a person on it. I'm an idiot. That's very like this, that's 2010, so it's like the same era kind of of indie rock, the like Lomography, double exposure yeah. photograph of it all, like this I, era, the visuals. Very that. Very bad. Yeah, I oh live God. for like a photograph album cover. Oh wait, wait, yeah. I have one. Oh my God! Ah! I, only, I, I don't yes! have a record player, but I only I own two albums. <laughs> <gasps> I oh got, my God. I that. You're such a little freak. Ah. For everyone listening at home, Becca's holding up Alex, I'm Nothing and Popcorn Fish Guinea Pig by the band Museum Mouth. Uh, oh wow. my God. Gagatrandra. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, yeah, I don't man. have, I don't collect vinyl because, um, I don't. I don't believe in it. <laughs> no. Um, I don't. I don't have a record player. <laughs> Jeanette smiles. I, smiles, and that's my job. <laughs> no, I just. I can't. I'm just like that's another thing I'll spend money on that I should. That's how I feel about getting my ears pierced. I haven't gotten my ears. I never got my ears pierced because it's like at this point, like I don't need that. I don't need. I don't. I, I will buy like fucking Utica Queen ass fucking earrings <laughs> i don't like utica me neither she's the wackest one on that scene i think i actually rate her below ellie with two t's and that is yes. saying something that's really saying something i feel like just like our era of like millennials like we got beat over the head with the concept of quirk and now quirk is dead and to see someone like actively trying to make quirk happen in 2021 i'm like no 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 we are no 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 that bit is so good never gets old jesse are you guys gonna do jesse J? no famously the only the only artist actually i guess Nicki minaj has now done this too but famously came out as straight jesse J came out as straight we love that when you google that the like reporting on it is all that like photo that red carpet look of her with the like purple blue lipstick on she looks like a corpse i'm like the the shade of this is just unmatched wait check um, this out i just found oh my wow that's a beautiful koozie right perfect (laughs) album art i truly think like whenever i think of merch whenever i think about bands making like koozies as merch it's always just like a silk screen one color design of the album art that's a full color the cover of crazy for you on a koozie that's amazing yep love that okay <laughs> final verdicts we like this was so fun i'm like i literally feel like we could talk for the next like three hours but i'm hungry and starve i'm hungry and starving that feel when you're hungry and starving Okay, I'm going to count to three, and everyone's going to say their final verdict. They're going to say whether they think it rocks, or it sucks, or it fucks, or they have no feelings. Okay, ready? One, two, three. It It rocks. It rocks. 
<laughs> Becca, did you say that it uh, S-worded? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that there's, like, returning to this as a 30-year-old, I'm like, I definitely am feeling differently about it, but I still... I still have nostalgic love for it. Okay, Jeanette, where can listeners find you online? I'm at Miss Miss Grant on uh, the the Twitter, the the gram. Uh, I, you don't need to follow my TikTok. Um, <laughs> I the only famously, I only have one TikTok that my friend's kid made. Um, oh, cute! <laughs> and I, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. You know, also, I work at City Slang Records. You can, if you like music, you should check out our label. <laughs> Pom Pom Squad 2021. So Go up. Thank you guys so much for having me on and letting me <laughs> read my dissertation about <laughs> uh, Thank Best you. Coast. <laughs> You're perfect. This was an absolute blast. Thank you for doing it. Oh, my God. Of course. Any old time. Aaron the Ferns. Let's go. Yes. I'm down to do that. I totally forgot that band existed, but yes. Wow. Perfect record. Um, wow. Well. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Rocks or It Sucks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.